Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. March 8, 2021. The views expressed in this video are not endorsed, per se, by anyone, and no one here is running for office or agreeing with this message. This is awesome today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily podcast. Or, it might be part of a double-blind study conducted by the CIA, effectively an extension of old mind control studies like MKUltra. If you don't like it, please continue to listen anyway, so that our data gathering is not compromised. Hi. And hello. We're back. We're back again. We missed Monday's episode. It's true. Or maybe we didn't. Maybe you did. It's true, I had a migraine. Are you victim-blaming me? No. For my migrainery? Um, no. Is that what you'd like? I can do that. <laughs> I've been told I'm an excellent victim-blamer. <laughs> By your victims? By my victims. Hey, <laughs> however this all turns out, I just want you to know you've done a great job. That's how it usually goes. I'm like, hey, thanks. Appreciate that. Um, Everybody likes to be recognized. Yes. Also, I realized earlier today in the Awesome Today Facebook group, mm -hmm. which is very awesome, um, I think it was Angela who pointed out that the euphemism plumbing problems might refer to, like, gastrointestinal distress. Yes. I feel embarrassed. I thought it meant, like, lady plumbing problems. Well, that's the only way I've ever heard it. Okay. Well, um, I like the addition of the new thing. If nothing else, it can create some confusion amongst others. <laughs> it can create a sense of mystery, exactly. I walk into a room full of men and I'm like, sorry about my plumbing problems. <laughs> they could really, in the, in the, yeah, differently educated group, whole different thing. Frankly, without being too crass, sometimes the tummy plumbing problems and lady plumbing problems go hand in hand. So. Okay. Anyway, I'm feeling better. My migraine is gone for the most part. Um, my other problems gone. We're back. You're not a lady anymore. <laughs> I'm still a lady, <laughs> I guess. We'll see. So we'll ask Tom Jones about that. That's true. If we were in the kitchen, I would have Alexa now 
play that yeah. song by Tom Jones. That much is to what my, I do. Much to my anti-delight, you would do that. It's part of how I victim blame. <laughs> All of that to say, genuinely, the issue with us not having any episode yesterday was mine. I take full wow. responsibility. And all of that, genuinely, genuinely, to say that today's March 9th. It is. Here we are. March yeah. the 9th. Tuesday. We missed your favorite day of the week. It's now Tuesday already. Yep. It is National Get Over It Day. Let's let's celebrate with our kids. Yeah, indeed. All oh, y'all need to get over it today. This uh, This holiday was conceived in 2005 by a fellow named Jeff Goldblatt to help himself get over an ex-girlfriend. Oh, that kind of get over it. In observance of the, well, there's many kinds, but that's a kind, yes. Okay. And in observance of this new holiday, he penned a poem. It went viral. It was on all kinds of talk shows and stuff and things and, and pretty hot for a while. Mm. Um, I will do my best at a poetry reading. Ooh, I didn't know we were getting a poetry read today. Let's be honest. My best is many people's worst in this venue. Okay. Whatever the case may be. Okay. Regardless of age, of race, or of gender, if you're tall or short, or if you're heavy or slender, if you're married or single or gay, straight, or bi, this day is for you. And we'll now explain why. All right. We all have our issues. All lives contain stress. Mm. At some point, we're all an emotional mess. Did you... I'm sorry to interrupt there, your poetry read. You can't yet. Okay. Ex-girlfriends, ex-boyfriends, ex-husbands, ex-wives. There are people to get over in all of our lives. Mm. But as much as you think things suck, as bad as they get, if you got cheated on, if you're broke or in debt... Flunked a test, lost a job, got a nasty cold sore. Don't ever forget, it could always suck more. Hmm. That's a great outlook. It's all part of life. It will help you grow stronger. Mm -hmm. But this pity party of yours can't last any longer. <gasps> How dare you. Make today the day that you finally say, Screw that, it's done. It's get over it day. I like a poem that says screw that. Mm -hmm. Did you copy this? Yes. I want to commend Mr. Was it Goldblatt? He capitalized the shit out of some words now. He went berserk, bonkers, yeah. bananas on the capitalization yep. and all caps some words, but a lot of random capitalizations. Normally, that kind of thing would bother me, but yeah. he did it with such aplomb that I'm like, good for you, do sir. You, do you ever use, when you're capitalizing words, do you ever use the right shift key? You didn't even know there was one. Perfect. My case in point. I, I've i only ever learned to use the left shift key. The right one feels dumb to me. I don't know. And there were so many capitalized words that my left pinky has experienced some trauma okay. from just trying to get through that retyping. Um, I feel like I do use the right shift key. No, you would have known. You're making things up now. You're trying right. to victim I shame gonna... me. <laughs> I'm going to have to go type something. I will not be I... victim shamed. <laughs> And see how I type. This is, I've never thought about it before. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, also, mm -hmm. today, mm -hmm. and this might stir a little confusion, it is International Women's Day. I have a big question mark for you about this, because I feel like today, that the 8th that we're on is... Well, the 8th of Monday, where we record for the 9th of Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. It would feel that way. It's, according to what I read, Monday 
was National Women's Day. Okay. That Tuesday is International I, Women's Day. I know. There's a difference. Ask the Beastie Boys. They didn't sing. They didn't sing galactic planetary, intergalactic planetary. They they brought in all of the things. I didn't know where you were going with the Beastie Boys. I wouldn't either for a um, minute, but I managed to pull it out. Look, I would like to propose that we, the women of the United States of America, say we yield our National Women's Day to the greater global cause. Of Never. International Women's Day. Let's have one day that's confusing if there's two mm -hmm. i don't well, hell you got the whole month <laughs> yes we got the whole month I ladies mean, be quiet you got Get over you it. got one out of 12 <laughs> 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 there's no men's month now i know i know no, right now everybody's like every month is men's month, month. <laughs> no it's damn not i'm telling you i've been a man now for he can on up close to five decades that's true or more yeah and yeah, there's some times where it isn't all bad, but guess what? It ain't easy either. Well, that's true. Look, hey, go back and read the poem. He will tell you, like, basically, life's hard. Yeah, he's. this is the kind of guy that got his butt kicked on the bus ride home every day. Well, if he grew up in my era of living, I wouldn't have done it. Uh, I'm more of a victim shamer than I am a bully. There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> but if you'll make a visit to get over it, Today.com or getoveritday.com, rather. Yeah. They're not part of our network. There's no today in it. Getoveritday.com. Um, you can lose yourself in a, a myriad of, of uh, multimedia resources. I love that he didn't just have a poem go viral and was like, well, that was it. No, he developed it into a personal brand, it sounds like. I almost wonder if he really wanted to or not, or if everybody else was running so hard and dragging him along behind them, he just was like forced into it. Well, there we go. He had to quit his day job, and now he's just got this website nobody visits, like literally the traffic generated from our mention of it'll be the biggest spike he's seen since we'll give him 2010 a five-year window of mm -hmm. some activity that slowly died i don't know all right well hey guess what if it's your birthday today mm -hmm. you do share it with jack's sac jacks jacks heck hmm. jazz saxophonist composer and band leader from fort worth texas ornette coleman mm -hmm. that's a texas name Ornette. Well, I doubt he pronounces it that way, but okay. I could be wrong. Also, chess master Bobby Fischer. Bobby Fischer, where is he? Where is he? I don't know. Are I you familiar know. with Ornette Coleman? No, I just breeze right past the name, so obviously not. Yeah, jazz is a, is a big category of things, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of subs within it of, of what version of that you may or may not enjoy. Um, and this is not to speak ill of Mr. Coleman at all. Mm -hmm. Happy birthday, after all. Mm -hmm. um, he's he's definitely more. Oh gosh, what's the what's the term when somebody just takes off exploratory to exploratory exploratorily exploratively okay explicitly I'm just gonna let you just <laughs> expletives work, all the expletives you're working out yourself on this because um, i do not know the word yeah when they for. basically are making it up as they go oh uh-huh yeah. there's a word for it and i can't think of the name and i'm ashamed of myself now i'm sure everyone's yelling it at their phone um this is a little bit more of his style it's mm -hmm. it's pretty loose and if that's your thing you'll love it if it's not it, it feels a 
bit disharmonious. Like improvisational? Like Thank you. Okay. Yes, that was the word. Okay. Not unique to jazz, but used by yes. them. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Improvisational? Mm-hmm. Maybe that was why I was thinking of that word and trying to, trying to talk it about expletives and exploring and stuff. I don't know. I feel like I should lay down. That was a lot. You worked really hard to get to that. Um, <laughs> Daisy, our daughter, plays the bass. Mm-hmm. A lot of times the double bass used in uh, jazz trios. Yes. Or quartets. Whatever whatever number of it's, things. There's a bass usually included. It could yeah. be a, a guitar or a double bass. Yeah. So anyway, we've been to some concerts where they've done a little jazz, done a little jazzy improv, and I always genuinely feel like I'm not music literate enough to understand. It's like, to me, improv like, jazz is like abstract art. Yeah, you're like, who dropped their sheet music? Somebody <laughs> help them. I just feel like I'm not as ethereally artistic enough to get what's happening. I appreciate that people like it and love it, and that's their thing. I'm always just left feeling like, I didn't understand that. Am I, yeah. am I basic? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe they are. I don't think that's right. It's possible. Okay. Um, we've had, by the way, some great conversations going on in the Awesome Today Facebook group. Hell yes. If you're not a member there, you're you're literally just cheating yourself. Literally. You don't even have to post anything. You can just come lurk and be enriched by all the yes. thoughts and words of people far greater than I. The concentration of incredible people in mm -hmm. there, in the Awesome Today fam, sharing their life stories that coincide with what we talk about, and then also just sharing some cool stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a good place to be. It is. It is. You're welcome to join. The standards are extremely low, <laughs> so no worries. Um, so one of the conversations that came up was in reference to mm -hmm. a trending piece from the other day where we'd mentioned that Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts had proposed an annual tax on net worth yes. above a certain point. And it was ranged, but for the, it was going to be somewhere between two and three percent beyond a certain amount of net worth. Now, I didn't even... I'm sorry to interrupt. Mm -hmm. I had actually missed that it was on net worth. When mm -hmm. I hear taxes, my mind yeah. just goes to income. Mm -hmm. But So I had missed that the, the net worth was tied into her proposal. And that's it's worthy of note um, because, again, she's just suggesting that you be extra taxed because you have more money or assets mm. because both of those count mm -hmm. as net worth. Um, we discussed in that blurb how had that been applied to Elon Musk in 2020 that he would have owed an additional 4.6 billion billion with a B dollars in taxes. Yeah. Now before we really push too far into this, I think it's valuable to just quickly look and say, hey, to have any kind of, of meaningful discourse about an issue, any group and any issue. It's really important to define up front as much as possible what is the issue. Mm -hmm. See, do we agree right. that this is an issue? If we don't, there's simply no point in discussing it. Well, sure. Uh, because, yeah, one person's trying to fix a problem that the other person doesn't see as a problem. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but in the event that, that we agree, hey, there's, there is something that needs to be 
addressed. Would nice to would be nice to see it addressed. Whatever. Um, then yeah, we can land there. What happens often when when you, we don't start that way? And if you don't believe me, look at Congress. When we don't start there and and really identify and agree upon a problem, then disagreement that we might have over solutions, even if if we still are kind of on the same page and we are talking about the same problem, the the solutions that come up. Well, they're going to be different amongst the two groups, and as soon as somebody disagrees with my solution, I'm going to immediately assume, well, they don't care, and then there's name-calling and canceling and all the things that happen. Yeah. Um, now, just as a wonderful aside, I worked with a fellow once uh, when I was coaching whose motto was, don't get fired and don't quit. I like it. He had a pretty low bar. He wasn't trying to win the national championship. He just was like, hey... Don't get fired and don't quit. Yeah, I look, that says a lot about me that I was like, I really like that yeah. life motto because yeah, no. it wasn't even like, let's win the national championship. It was like, no, let's just don't get fired. And also, you know what? Yeah, let's just not quit. Just hang no. in there. Yeah. Keep just out. grind it out. Yeah. Um, so my, if I wanted to rhyme with him, my motto here is let's, you know, let's not get canceled and let's don't cancel ourselves and move ahead and see, see what we can push through. Now, I do have a big propensity privately to cancel myself often. Yes, I? you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> Maybe that's part of your plumbing problems. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. So to look at this this legislation first uh, by Senator Warren, the, the first time she brought this up was some time back. It was during a, her failed presidential run. Oh, okay. Um, her claim... <sighs> As she presented this, was that let's assume that you and I both make $50,000 a year. We're not married. We're just Ooh, two different people, scandalous. right? It is scandalous. They have five children. <laughs> what are they doing? Um, that's a different thing altogether. Yeah. It may or may not involve plumbing. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> no, so we're two, we're two separate people. We both, we've, we both do whatever job. We, we do the thing at the place. Okay. And we get paid each $50,000 a year, so we're paying the same income tax. Okay. Income tax. Income tax, sure. But you have pieces of very valuable art and some jewelry. Modern art that no one understands except me. Pretty much. It's basically a, a jazz improv on canvas. Yeah. Um, you've got that. Well, then it's unfair mm-hmm. that you're not paying more taxes than me because you have nice things because my art collection and my jewelry adds to my net worth Mm -hmm. is what you're saying Mm -hmm. okay interesting Mm -hmm. so that was her original proposal Mm -hmm. and then in the wake of the pandemic as she represented this it was that well if we would just do this to some group Yes. Here's where we'll draw the arbitrary line this time, that this net worth amount. If we just do that, then we could pay for all the COVID vaccines. Okay. I feel like I said COVID like a redneck. You did. The COVID. I I didn't say the in front of it. You got to say the COVID. I was just going to let it slide. I know when you get worked up sometimes. We already had the damn COVID. (laughs) It weren't that bad. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uncle Zeke got it. He's... He didn't do so well. You almost said he's. <laughs> I did. That was insensitive, so I didn't say that. You said it. Okay. I just, I could tell you, it was right at the tip of your tongue. You're threatening with our motto. Okay. Uh, yeah. Don't that's, cancel that's yourself. That's true. I mean, just, I think that 
it was true that the redneck yeah. accent came out a little bit. Yeah, rednecks um, don't sweat family death nearly as much as regular people do. <laughs> I made all that up. Okay. Or I didn't. I don't know. Well, COVID vaccines are a wonderful thing. They are a wonderful Who thing. is paying for them? Who is paying Currently. for them? Currently, anybody who has health insurance. Not us. We do. We have a version of it. We have a health share, but they are it's, very clear it's not a health insurance. Yeah, yeah. That's a, it's an illegal thing. Yeah. But it works. And anybody with health insurance can get access to, as I understand it, as all of the sources would tell me. Yeah. You have access to a COVID shot paid through them. Mm -hmm. And then by federal law right now, people without are not denied the shot. But it's oh. it, it's a smaller percentage of American humanity than ever before in the past yeah. that is without health insurance right now. Mm -hmm. So I I don't buy for a minute that the bill is that steep. Okay, but for but, one, but that's a different issue. So are you telling me then that health insurance companies are footing the bill for all of these vaccines? Well, no. What I'm telling you is the money that you pay as a deductible yeah. every month to be in a plan and sure. then anything that you pay as a copay and all the other things, no, you're paying for everything. Health insurance isn't paying for shit besides recycling your money unless you have a very severe event where you're locked up in a hospital for a good long time and maybe terminal and okay. all of that. But no, don't let's, that's a whole other issue. Okay. Let's not trick ourselves okay. into thinking, well, I just pay a few dollars and health insurance covers everything. Okay. Um, all right. You're that's right. Not how it's it works. getting us off track. Maybe later we can talk more about how health insurance works. Not on camera. Why not? <laughs> it's boring. Let's keep going. Okay. Well, keep going. It was, I was answering your question. I know. That's what I'm saying. Just don't mind me. Okay. I don't understand okay. how, life works so let's keep going well that's scary and explains a lot i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you're a victim you should be ashamed i know i am um clarify again this is a proposed tax on net worth which yes. is very different than income and we're all encouraged to join into the battle cry of they should pay more taxes they because it's never us Wherever the metrics are drawn, mm -hmm. it's never us. Mm -hmm. That's a dangerous proposition, by the way, and I'll try not to come back to this again later to mm -hmm. say, whatever, we put, the, we put the dollar line delineator at this point right okay. now to pass the law. And everyone's yeah. like, yeah, because it's not me. Okay, yeah. But like the, sort of like the the masses of America, because at right. this point we're talking about what would be a, a very small, small percentage. Uh -huh. Yeah, and it feels good to say like, yes, you are worth this much money, so right. let's tax you at this level, knowing that that is not ever. What what could probably. it even mean to you? You wouldn't even notice it. Yeah. Well, and also knowing that for our own selves, like probably that's not ever going to impact us. Right. Except that once once you've allowed the law. Mm -hmm to go into place, then monkeying with those metrics, well, that's easy over time, just to continue to pull that down, pull that down, pull that down. And you may think, oh, but the distance between the us and the them. Well, walk through this part with me. So okay. the average, average American, all Americans lumped together, averaged out, just income tax, yeah. 14 and a half percent. You lump everything else out and you're actually around 30 of what you make, 30% of what you make for all the different taxes. And that's before you bought anything and paid more taxes. Wait, that's a difference between 14 and 30. What are you talking about? I'm saying if you took all of the taxes that you and I 
pay. Yes. Income, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, all all of the good stuff in there. Okay. Plus the extra special things we get because we're self-employed and all of that. Sure. Um, but even even without that, actually most Americans, the average American is around 30% of their income that goes to taxes right off the bat. Oh. That's before you're paying sales tax on whatever you bought with the money you were allowed to keep. Okay. So the average American pays roughly 14 and a half. Just income tax. Federal income tax? Just federal income tax. Okay. 14.5%. Okay. Now, if your family makes, and I say family, um, this is based off of uh, single single taxpayer. So numbers fluctuate a little bit if it's joint income or head of household or different things. But we're ballpark here. So don't, don't get too concerned about that. We're still ballpark on things. Um, $160,000 puts you as income in the top 10%. Okay. That feels odd. I would have thought that that... that you think it'd be much higher? Yeah, I thought it would be much higher to be in the top 10%. Yes. And so, again, this perspective, well, we've put the law in, well, hey, it's not enough to screw the top 1% because that's what it is. It's taking something that's not yours to take, government. Okay. In that instance. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we think the top 10%... Or the top five, and then the top ten later. Mm-hmm. You're you let a thing like this go through, and you're really threatening with your own future potentially, or that of your children. Okay. Um, think of the children. Damn it. Someone. Indeed. So yeah, top ten percent. Then at one hundred and sixty thousand, gets you in that range. Your taxes now, just your income taxes, are between twenty two and twenty five percent. Okay. And again, that's just federal. That's not state also. Mm-hmm. And for those in the top 1%, they are paying in excess of 35% income tax. One third of their money already gone. And they're also still paying Social Security and all those other things that the rest of us are. Now... As a percentage, not a fixed dollar amount. A common rebuttal to that would be, but, but the people in the top 1% or maybe even top whatever are the people for whom there are many loopholes in the tax law to help them not have to pay. Not in income tax law. Okay. That does not apply to their income that they're currently... Their salary. Not their inheritance. Their salary wages. But their actual, like, I... We'll come back to other ways that income Mm -hmm. can be... But your, your wages, income... You're paying this. You have the standardized deductions everybody else does. You have the opportunity for itemized deductions like everybody else does. Okay. And maybe they matter, maybe they don't. Really, in the grand scheme of things, the only time... I'm not a tax professional. Let me just disclaimer that. Yeah. But from from what I can tell, from our own experience and from clients that I work with, the only time that really makes a significant difference on things is when you're able to avoid climbing into yet another tax bracket above where you're at. Okay. If you can justify a business expense on a vehicle, a, a few things, and people push the parameters there. Okay. Um, now, for those who are in the top 1%, which is obviously 1% of the population. It's a very small percentage. Small number. Yeah. What they pay in income taxes is in excess of 35% of all income taxes paid. So they are already, this small number is already bearing the burden of over one-third of income taxes. Okay. No, I'm sorry, 40%. 
I misread. Well, I was on the wrong line. You can read forty percent. Yeah. So that's Between a third and a half. significant. And if you lump that top ten percent, which is one hundred and sixty thousand range of income, you lump them in and just say the top ten percent of all earners, only ten percent of the U.S. population, is accounting for right now over seventy-one percent of all income taxes paid. They're already paying a lot more than anyone else in terms of percentages. Okay. That's that's quite unfair. Well, is it unfair? Yes, it if is. It's, okay. So let me ask you historically, when and why and how? It's been worse historically. Oh, okay. Um, at some point, it feels like the federal government decided, if you make a lot of money, we want you to be responsible in some way, mm -hmm. for contributing in a more significant way to the running of the country. Okay. Can we hold that? I want to work through one other perspective of things before we get into that. Okay. Um, or, you know what? I'll just skip ahead. We're not that organized. Um, <laughs> let's jump ahead to Elon Musk. Oh, Elon. He has sparked a lot of conversation in the group. Well, he... And he's... Currently, he's not number one. I believe Bezos is now he back. He came the back. Top of the top shit of the heap. Yeah. <laughs> top of the shit The uh, So Musk's worth, it, it varies. And it varies by a significant amount because of what his net worth is tied up in, which is Tesla and SpaceX predominantly. Okay. His net worth is roughly... Call it 160 billion. It's been as high as 180 billion. Well, anywhere from 70 to 75 percent of his net worth is what is tied up in his shares of Tesla that he owns. So it's not 160 billion dollars sitting in his personal right. checking account. <laughs> right. It is his ownership in the company okay. that is worth that at this point. Another. The, it, that te that's the valuation of Tesla right now. Is what yes. you're saying? Yes. Okay. Likewise, then, his SpaceX ownership accounts for between 20 and 25% of the remainder of his net worth, which means his cash net worth is minuscule as a percentage compared to all of this. Now, is it many millions of dollars, maybe into the billions, possibly? So if something happened to where Tesla's stock... Went in the absolute tank. Went in the shitter, as they say. In the shitter. So does his net worth. That's why he jumped above Bezos, oh, okay. and then Tesla shares fell by, I don't know, 6 8%, 6 or 8%, something like that. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, Bezos was ahead of him again. Okay, that's interesting. I did not realize that. Also, can we please never stop laughing about the fact that he called his company SpaceX, which sounds like SpaceX, Every time yes. you say it. Um, I can't get over I it. I think he has some secret hopes. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Now, let's, let's look further at this. Tesla employs just under 71,000, 71,000 full-time employees, SpaceX or SpaceX, depending on your personal bent, is another 8,000. Okay. So conservatively speaking, to look at average salary ranges, all of that. Yeah. On an annual basis, 
this company won, we're, let's just round and let's just call it 80,000 people, mm -hmm. 80,000 families who gain an income because of this man. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's more than we employ. And yes, it's, <laughs> a, it's a, a staggering multiple. several thousands more, yeah. give or take. Um, additionally, that he is through these two companies paying out over $3 billion annually in wages to those employees. Yes. That's pretty healthy. Yeah. And let's not forget that, at least in terms of Tesla, he's making something that people want to buy. Yeah. He is satisfying a desire mm -hmm. for the people. Now, before you think I'm a fanboy... You actually I hate Elon. I do not like Elon I Musk. I don't hate him. There's a lot I don't like about him. And then all in the same breath as I read through things like this, I can see why he might come across as a bit prickish. Yes. He's tired of people trying to put a hand in his pocket. Mm. He had an idea. Yeah. He had the business acumen to see it through. Mm -hmm. He had the wisdom to make good hires, to hang on to them. He provides good jobs. Mm -hmm. He he does a lot of things. Um very well. And so to go from that then, let's let's scroll back up and say what makes someone worth back to just the wage instead of the net worth, what makes someone worth a higher wage? Or what is a fair wage? Well, I mean those are two different questions, right? They are. Answer neither or both, whatever you want to do. Okay, well, I feel like a fair wage, what we might also call a livable wage, mm -hmm. is just that. It's a wage that allows you, based especially, it seems to be, in our country anyway, geographical, uh, what is the cost of living in your community? Can mm -hmm. you afford housing? Housing. Food. Food. Um, other necessities of life? Clothing. Clothing. Uh, what? Healthcare. Healthcare, yes. Um, healthcare, sure. Housing, food, clothing, healthcare, blah, 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 blah. All the things, right? Yes. Lots of things. Um, those are all separate markets. Yes. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. There's a housing market. Yes. There is a retail clothing market. Sure. There's mm -hmm. a wholesale clothing market. Mm -hmm. I've shopped there. They don't look as good as the retail but they're cheaper and you get more of them or something. Now, I made the, that part all up. Uh, I, I can run off on a I know. I know. Let's try uh, yeah. to stay focused. You're incorporating multiple markets. Yes. Utilities. Sure. All these, these are different markets. Mm -hmm. And it's not so clean as to make one market responsible for all the others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The only reason that houses sell for what they sell for is because somebody is out there both capable and willing to pay it. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. And if not enough people are capable and willing to pay it, then a house stays on the market until the price lowers. So it's whatever the market bears out. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And to try to make one thing like wages responsible for the manipulation of all these other markets, that's pretty dangerous. Um, In what sense is it dangerous? Anytime you manipulate a market, you're forcing it to do something that it was not naturally okay. going to do. <clears throat> so you were, in some instances, you bottle up pressure. Okay. Where it should be going much higher, but it can't. Okay. Because you won't let it. In other instances, it should bottom out 
and it won't because you won't let it. So in layman's terms, would you say that when markets have been when markets have been manipulated, it sets them up to become wildly unstable down the road? Yes, it's it's an effort to manipulate short term. And again, I, I always equate it to pressure building. If you dropped several Mentos in a Diet Coke and threw the cap on it really quickly, yeah. that's all you're doing. Yeah. It's going to take a little longer, but eventually it will get to the point where you no longer have the tools to manipulate it. This is one of the concerns about interest rates and uh, currency markets and on and on. Okay. Eventually things happen and you no longer have the tools you once had to manipulate it. Yeah. And so it's finally going to be able to break free. But in the meantime, you've built up such great pressure that when it does pop loose, it's going to be an absolutely grab your pant legs moment because you're filling both legs full of shit. Oh my. Yeah. That's a serious explosion. That got time of plumbing problems. That's yes. But what does that have to do with wages? Well, if you're manipulating wages to force them higher mm -hmm. than the market would bear, you're creating a problem there. You're, you're inflating them without a reason. Uh, likewise, you're allowing other markets, you're allowing the housing market, the food market, the whatever other, all the other markets to be way higher than the market would bear. Okay. And so eventually when a crash would come, then nobody gets paid anything all of a sudden and None of these companies that we're relying on, not even just a, a, a fair price for their thing, but there's no money to pay them. Everything comes crumbling down. Mm. It, it gets catastrophic. Okay. Now, that's not to be all doom and gloom, but these are the dangers when you monkey with things. Mm -hmm. But what, so if a market, does a market set a wage and what does that mean? What, what would make one job pay more than another? Um, off the top of my head, and I'm no economist. Don't have to be. It seems like your level of education, your level of experience, your skill, if, especially if it is a job that requires some skill, um, it, so advancement of your skills okay. there. Now, you said that softly. Okay. If it's a job that requires skill, what's a job that, uh, yeah, we could go down a really hairy path of self-canceling. Well, this job doesn't take any damn skill. Now... I can speak from a, a layer of experience in that my dad's education of me growing up was to make sure that I worked a lot of a lot of jobs, mm -hmm. um, a lot of different jobs. I was a janitor yep. for a time, mm -hmm. so I was in there scrubbing pee and poop off of toilets mm -hmm. and all those wonderful things. Um, I ran a I was I was a, a grounds person basically. I, I ran a little lawn business, but. I was a groundskeeper for a few businesses um, and some personal residences. And then I've also, at this point in life, I've now also sat in the C-suite. Mm -hmm. And One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. 
Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. While there is, there's experience, there's skill, all of that that applies to any job all the way throughout, the further up the rung, for lack of a better term, that you would use, the more, the, or rather, the smaller number of people that there are with those skill sets. Mm-hmm. I would guess at, at this point, and this is no insult to janitorial staffs out there, but I would guess a very high percentage of Americans mm-hmm. could be taught how to clean a toilet, how to mop a floor, how to sweep, how to wipe down surfaces, those things. They wouldn't walk in and be an expert, but you can learn it and you could do it. Yeah. There is a very astronomically small percentage of human beings that could run Amazon. True. That could run Tesla. Yeah. That could run General Motors. Okay. That could run AT&T. Yeah. And definitively now, the percentage of people that could do it is going to be a little higher than the percentage of people that gets the chance. Sure. Because connections are a thing. Oh, yeah. Whether it's through breeding or circumstance or whatever else. Sure. But that skill set is a holy shit, no joke. The pressures, the the true intelligence quotient, mm-hmm. the true IQ to be able to process through a situation applying your smarts to an actual situation in the fire of the moment of high stress and everything else. That's a small percentage of humans that can do that. And they deserve Mm -hmm. to be compensated. I'm going to walk a different path with you here. Wait, can I just say something? You may. I feel like you got to see this on a microcosm level when you were coaching. Absolutely. There are many coaches and there are like, if you look at everything from junior high level coaching in any sport on up to professional, Mm -hmm. There are a lot of coaches. Or but galactic. The galactic leagues are no joke. There are a lot, a lot, a lot of coaches. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can be a head coach. Not everybody nope. sh- wants to be a head coach, but not everybody should be a head coach. Not everybody wants to be. Yeah, but you got to see up close and personal, in a lot of ways, the unglamorous side sure. of being the main dude that is... Uh, this sort of has a target on his back for mm-hmm. all the commentary and um, criticisms and yeah. knowing that his literal job hangs in the balance based on the performance of 18 to 20 yes. year old kids. So. Yes. And that you can, you can get fired after three games. The first stint you ever had as a head coach, mm-hmm. you can last for 20 years. It's a whole spectrum, but the risks are high. The, now, the rewards is, have to be high or yeah, who the hell would do it? That's that's a good point. The risk is high, the reward is high. That I mean if you if we look and you and I have spent some time looking at the current salaries of your former colleagues that mm-hmm. you were coaching with and just being like, oh my gosh, it's so much money. But at the same time recognizing, yeah, it's a lot of money, but it's also a life that was so stressful right. that after 10 years you were completely burned out and no matter how well you had done in the prior yeah. nine mm-hmm. this one could be it mm-hmm. whether you'd done well or poorly you looked for a job every january right okay i'm sorry i just wanted to 
make that yeah. parallel because yeah. and to tack I, on one more thing to that. Okay. There are some people that should never, some coaches that should never be more than a junior high coach. Mm -hmm. There are some that should never be more than high school. There are some that should never be more than college. And there are some at the pros that should never consider being a junior high coach. Yeah. There's, it's a finite skill set through each one. And it's a travesty to force anybody into the place they shouldn't be there. Okay. So you said you're going to go a different path. And I'm sorry. I I want to walk a different angle through here to say, if we went down to the local hospital, there's more than one, but we're going to pretend like there's one. Mm-hmm. We went down to the local hospital. Should should the janitorial staff make the same salary as the registered nurses? Um, no. Why? Based on the investment of education. That's it? What if there was a four-year, six-year degree to be a janitor? Well, no, that's an interesting question. If there was a six-year degree to be a janitor, I have to think they would be paid more because they've invested more. More than a nurse or just more than they are? But Mm -hmm. why? It's still the same job. It's still the same job, but they've invested more into their education to be able to do that job. Well, when I was growing up, it was quite common in my little redneck town for somebody to buy a $1,000 vehicle. Yeah. And I know that's 20 years ago, but still, $1,000 vehicle, you can still find them, and they were just as crappy then as they are now and then they would put three thousand dollars worth of wheels and sound system and crap all in it and then when they went to sell it you know what they got less than a thousand dollars because it was still a piece of shit <laughs> it didn't matter how much investment they made into well, it that's different, it was though. still trying no it's not that's the whole reason people do higher education is no so no, 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 can... no 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 yes. no 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 so they can advance. i will sing it operatically why do you pursue higher education because it's it's been fed to us that that's what we have to do now there are some jobs yes there are some jobs yes that you must have higher education Mm -hmm. nurse doctor lawyer yeah on and on and some places that just won't hire somebody that doesn't have an associates or a a bachelor's degree of some kind yes so it, it kind of yes matters there but now we're let's we're talking about janitors here. That's yeah. not a thing. So it wouldn't matter if you went. Maybe if you had a degree in <clears throat> the janitorial sciences, whatever they term it. Well, then maybe you could be the head yeah. janitor. Exactly, because you had higher education. Okay. Than the unskilled or uneducated. You're going to get paid what a nurse does, should you? Well, I think what you're aiming at is there is a bigger responsibility in caring for human beings nope. than there is for that's sanitizing not, the hospital. That's not where I'm going well, to. Well, where are you going? I'm saying that it is a more specialized skill set. Is it? Yes. Ask all the all of the nurses who are listening right now are like, oh, I called you the B word. Yes, Listen, my, it is. The, the number of classes, Arden, I'm I, barely less educated than look, the doctor that I work for. Okay, I agree. So that's what, I'm, that's what it comes down to is the level of education, the, the learning and the application of the skills that you have to have to be a nurse is significant. It is significant, but it has to do with capability as well. I, You and I both know kids we went to school with, went to college with, who tried to get into the nursing program yeah, that, and they didn't, couldn't even could not it, make it. Because it's serious. Even if they got in, they, they many of them couldn't make it because right. it requires a different baseline. There are fewer people from birth equipped with the ability to consume, be able to exercise that yeah, knowledge. Yeah. So that's a more, 
that's a more specialized person, not just because of the school, that person, period, was more gifted. Okay. Has a chance, and so great, they took a chance at the degree that would give them access to that. Now, the same transition from nurse to doctor, and I know there's exceptions out there. Oh, this nurse knows more than my doctor does. I know I have a mom that goes to the doctor a lot, and I hear that all the time, mm -hmm. and that's fine. But what I'm saying is that somebody went on for the additional investment, both in school, but as well as in, uh, uh, I can't remember all their terminology, the time that they spend basically as an apprentice. Residency. Residency, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, fellowships, and on and on and on. Mm -hmm. Um, but then why why doesn't that doctor get paid as much as a highly specialized neurosurgeon? Which doctor? Well, any doctor. Your your country doctor, the the general family doctor, the the standard the first doctor you'd see when you go to the emergency room versus when they figured out, oh yeah, we need somebody to get her femur back into her leg. We need a special surgeon for that. Why does that other guy get paid more? Or girl, gal, well, woman, whatever, lady? Because of <laughs> because of what you're just saying. Especially, ability. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess ability is what it comes down to. They had mm -hmm. the ability and they were like, you know what, I can I can not just be this kind of doctor, but I'm going to go into this much more specialized area of medicine. And not only did they have the desire to do it, but they also had the, I guess, intellectual capacity, the determination, whatever you want to call it. Opportunities, all the different things playing together. All of the things, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Is it fair? Is it equitable that there's a surgeon, a specialized neurosurgeon that gets paid a hell of a lot more than the janitorial staff? I feel like, I don't know why, you, I feel like you have a certain tone when you ask me that, but I think well, it is, what does equitable mean here? It's equitable in the sense that the that specialized surgeon is doing what they have the capacity for mm -hmm. and uh, pursued, had the opportunity, all of the things, yes. Okay. You're feeling attacked. I'm not attacking you. <laughs> no. And so I'm sorry, <laughs> but I will victim blame you, just so we're clear on that. Okay. Um, no, this is exactly my point. There is such a massive difference in how people look at the word equity and equitable. Yeah. yeah. Um, equitable outcomes versus equitable opportunities. Mm -hmm. Not everyone is, is made to be an expert in everything. Right, and not everyone has a desire. Not everyone has a desire. In the best system you can put together in this flawed world, mm -hmm. not everybody that's capable of being the neurosurgeon gets a chance to be the neurosurgeon. Right. They may not want to. Sure. They may have grown up somewhere where they couldn't, yeah. all of that. That would be looked at by the rest of the world outside of the U.S., though, as... It doesn't matter where you ended up based on what you were capable of. It matters what you did from where you started, how many roadblocks were in your way. Okay. And so I find it an untenable perspective to insist on equitable outcomes. One, because I don't want the janitor doing neurosurgery on me. Right. That would be equitable outcome. Okay. Or getting paid the same as my neurosurgeon, because there's a lot of people that could be the janitor, there's not as many people that could be the neurosurgeon. Mm -hmm. In fact, I would guess when you get to the really upper tiers of medicine, you're talking about one-tenth of one percent in the world that can do what some of these wizards can do, and we're desperately thankful for them. Yes. And so to shift gears then, there's literally one-tenth of one percent or less. It could be 
significantly less than that. It could be one thousandth of one percent of mm. people in this world that are capable of running a multinational corporation like, let's say, Amazon. Mm -hmm. That one, I think, hits a little closer to home because I think more people buy stuff from Amazon than do from Tesla or SpaceX. Based on... SpaceX on Amazon. <laughs> Based on the number of... Uh trips through our neighborhood that the mm -hmm. crime van makes yes i would say that's correct so there could be unfounded i think disgruntlement at the fact that amazon has done quite well throughout the pandemic mm -hmm. but at the same time well they got paid because they were they were providing something that the market demanded yeah and i I am desperately thankful, as much as I don't like Jeff Bezos, I'm desperately thankful that Amazon was there for us. Yeah. Providing deliveries of groceries and all kinds of things throughout the pandemic that saved us mm -hmm. from having to do whatever, right? Well, yes, and... Space sex, for crying out loud. And I think it, that people would point out, okay, but Jeff Bezos wasn't in our neighborhood making deliveries. It's the drivers of the Amazon yeah. Prime vans that were... But Jeff ran the entire business that gave those people a job. That's true. And yet, especially during a pandemic, and that's a great time frame to point out, during that time frame, they were, the van drivers are taking a higher risk mm -hmm, mm -hmm. by being out in public and making deliveries during a pandemic. So we have the strike. Okay. And I know nothing about the strike. Somebody brought this up in the group. I didn't even know they, that some of the Amazon workers were striking or if they're not, blame Awesome Today Facebook group, not me. <laughs> um, so again, within, within a true free market, mm -hmm. the way that things work optimally, unmanipulated, when you start poking your finger in there outside of true violations of human rights and some things like that, not just what we would like to see happen, because I think, I really do think we all agree on the things we'd like to see, which mm -hmm. is good wages and fair treatment and ability to support families and dignity and, and yeah. all of this. Yeah, for um, sure. I'm absolutely for that. What the, uh, maybe I'm ignorant. I think the biggest impact of a strike is for employees cumulatively to say, hey boss, whoever that faceless person is, hey bosses, it's time to come to the negotiating table again. Mm -hmm. Now, the bosses have a choice in that moment. Mm -hmm. If you'll let markets run, and I don't know if we can anymore or not. I, I truly don't. But if you can, if you'll let markets run, what happens then is that boss has a choice in that moment. And don't think for a moment they're not considering this. Yeah. They would look and say, okay, well, these people who agreed to a compensation package, mm -hmm. which is a, a legal thing, now said no. And so we have a choice as a company, Amazon. We can either say screw you mm -hmm. and go see if there's other people because there's a higher number of people that can do those jobs than the CEO job. Yeah. Are there more people we can hire who are willing to do it for this wage? And if we can, then that group that went on strike was in error. They are not worth more mm -hmm. than they thought. Mm -hmm. And that's always a point of rub is what you think is true versus what is true. Right. Now, they could look around and, and test the waters, which I'm sure they have, and say, you know what, we can't, we can't bring on a group as good as what we have 
for the same wage or even for a little more wage, but maybe in the reality of how everything works out is we will keep a large portion of what we have. The most responsible of them offer a higher wage, phase the others out, hire new people to be trained up and try again. Mm -hmm. But in the event that they're just like, nope, not going to budge on any of this and we can't find anybody to hire for this. Well, then those people, it's not like, oh, well, shit, that was the only job to be had and I'm out of luck and we're all going to flounder and die. Um, your other choice, instead of striking, is to go float that resume around and see who's willing to pay me more for this same work. Yeah. And that's, that's how competitive markets should work. Mm. Now, Amazon would have to make a choice. Am I going to find replacements that are hopefully as good, maybe not. Am I going to pay more for this? Am I going to hurt myself? And that's never what they'll do. Mm -hmm. They aren't out to hurt themselves. They would only hurt themselves out of mistake, never to spite someone because it's an emotionless thing for them. They are about the dollars. Mm -hmm. And that's how capital markets work. Yeah. Someone else's greed benefits you. Okay. So they could just be like, nope, screw it. And then some other competitor would come along, hire up these people. God forbid it be the U.S. Post Office and things actually get here on time. Mm -hmm. um, I just waited two weeks past on something, so I'm a little bitter about that. Yeah. But in any event, they could, they could hold the hard line and then they would have to do less business. Right. Which is not acceptable to them. Yeah. Giving a competitor an opportunity to take sure. over market share. Yeah. It's not fast. It's not instantaneous. It doesn't make you feel better today. Mm -hmm. Only manipulating markets makes you feel better today and then absolutely gives you a raw ass tomorrow when things go poorly. It's a little crass, but I think. Well, it was spankings, whatever you imagined. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking spankings. All right. How does this tie back into our original question, though? What is the original question? The original question was, why... Does someone like yeah. Elon Musk have... Why shouldn't he be responsible for sharing for out everything. more okay. of his... More of... Well, I felt like it was important yeah. to walk the path to say first already, yeah. based on his income, yeah. he already pays more than any of us. Okay. He and that group are, in fact, the top 10% are, are providing in excess of two-thirds, very close to three-quarters of all tax dollars that come from income they're already providing. Yeah. Now, when you start to... That's a that's dis, disincentivizing. Mm -hmm. You want, to me, I would think, and it's part of what has made America a fantastic place, is that it's been a place where you are rewarded for your capability, your persistence, your dogged pursuit of really becoming the fullest version of you. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when you begin to disincentivize that, mm -hmm. let's say that we did something, and now this happened on a smaller scale, is happening on a smaller scale. Uh, Californians can attest to the fact that businesses are leaving the state right now mm -hmm. for varied reasons. One is the tax code, two is some of the things around pandemic, but Musk himself is one who is in the process. I don't know if he'll move the entirety of all of his operations to Texas, but he's definitely shifted that direction. Mm -hmm. And so you screw with people enough and they'll leave. Why do you think so much of manufacturing is done overseas? Because labor costs are cheaper. Portion of it. Mm -hmm. It's a portion of it, but it's not purely that. Mm -hmm. It's being screwed with here. 
And it's like, you know what, it's easier over there. In fact, not only are they not messing with me, they're practically paying me to come here. Mm -hmm. And so when it's just easier, because nobody gets into business, Elon Musk didn't get into the business of Tesla or SpaceX because he wanted to be an income tax expert or any of that shit. He just wants to make his stuff. He just wants to go to Mars or have sex in space or whatever. <laughs> he doesn't want to deal with all this. And so okay. the more problematic you make it, yeah. the more agitated you keep him mm -hmm. or any other person that is truly don't like him. Mm -hmm. He is a probably he's a one one thousandth of a percent of humans mm -hmm. in what he's able to do, what mm -hmm. he's done. Okay. Why would you piss them off? Why would you watch 80,000 jobs leave this country? Yeah. Leave your state, leave this country. Why would you why would you do that all over some lazy ass response to how do we deal with this cost of pandemic and tax somebody when in reality our government gets plenty of tax dollars. They mismanage the hell out of them. <laughs> and we had a, a commenter in this thread mentioned her husband was a government employee and based on their experiences and seeing that that it was far more efficient yeah again you're talking about the, give or take an amount let's just call it a two-year time frame the amount of money that elizabeth warren's plan would have taken from elon musk was let's call it a year and a half's worth of salaries to the eighty thousand employees which he would have had to have liquidated stock in his company to get because he's not no wealthy person is that cash liquid. Mm -hmm. Right. Or they wouldn't be wealthy. They mm -hmm. know how to keep all their money working. It's all tied up. It's all illiquid. Yeah. It takes months, if not years, to move any significant sum of money. Mm -hmm. Why would you take from somebody that's so efficient, and he's desperately in a growth stage, he's still growing leaps and bounds, why would you take money from him? Why would you take money from someone who's good at creating jobs and give it to somebody that creates no jobs? Which is the government. Which is the government. Well, I mean, there's lots of government jobs, but in terms of outside of the government the, Yeah. The government, yeah. Yes. That's another episode that'll That's... never get made. That'll be in the dark files. <laughs> the inefficiency. The Go read any document about a government project and the $80,000 hammers and... Oh, my goodness. All the yes. shit that goes on. Yeah. Um, now, leave leave the hands in the money of the greedy people because for them to make more money, they have to create more jobs. They have to take care of people. They have to at least do so in a manner that's competitive for that same layer of worker at any other place or they lose money. And they don't like to lose money. And they're really good at making money and not losing money. Mm -hmm. So let them. Mm -hmm. That's the best way to take advantage of them. Is to let them kill themselves benefiting us. Yeah. With jobs, with jobs. and normal tax dollars, which yeah. are already abnormal. Um, that's my opinion, Your Honor. Okay. <laughs> On that, um, you you disincentivize, and how many times? How many times do you want to tax somebody on the money they made? I mean, we already pay taxes as we make it. We pay taxes as we spend it. Now you also want to tax people just to hold it. There's, again, when, when does that barometer get dropped and it brings in, now it's the top five, now it's the top 10, now it's the top 25, because, hey, it's honestly the top 25% that carries the entirety of the nation on their shoulders. How long before it gets dropped down to there and now, oh, you wanted to retire? Nope. You will work until you die. Because the taxation because level. Because the taxation level. Come down to where you are. Mm -hmm. You may not feel like you're 
living that high dollar glamorous right. life, but by percentages. I think I think you make people as profitable as they can be. You allow them the sandbox to play in, mm-hmm. to be as profitable as they can be. Mm-hmm. When they have been when they have violated human rights, when they have broken the law in any way, then you destroy them. And you'll only have to do that a little bit before the message gets transmitted sure. and things get cleaned up there. Yeah. Um, and then one, one other perspective I wanted to bring in because I saw this terminology used a lot in the conversation was reference to entry-level jobs. Mm-hmm. And this really ties into minimum wage. And we've had this mm-hmm. recent battle over a $15 minimum wage. Right. Everyone's welcome to disagree with me. Okay. <clears throat> no one should be working at McDonald's to support a family. No one should be working in an entry-level position to support their family long-term. Okay. Everybody should have, for the goodness of themselves, Mm -hmm. a struggle early in their career as they fight through that entry-level position because all an entry-level position is, and it's going to, whatever that position is, is going to vary based on your schooling because entry-level means I have no experience. Right. You're your benefit of working for an employer mm-hmm. is not strictly the income. Mm-hmm. It is the experience experience that you gain while working for them. What if you do find yourself in a position of needing to support yourself mm-hmm. and others, I don't know, let's say a family of four, mm-hmm. early on in life with an entry-level position? and How early did you start having kids? Well, I mean, that's a reality. That Not everybody waits until their late 20s like we did. So what, 15? No, I'm talking about like you're 20. You're 20, and you have four kids? No, two kids and a wife, or a spouse, I should say. So you started in high school? Let's say early 20s, okay? you got to be specific. Well, you and I got married when I was 21. Mm-hmm. We could have had a few kids early on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what if you had found yourself working an entry-level position? Well, I was. Yes. I was. And here's what would have happened. Okay. Here's what would have happened. Speaking for me, mm-hmm. I was working an entry-level position because we could make it mm-hmm. on that amount. Mm-hmm. If we'd had two additional kids or whatever else to support, then I would have had to have made a decision. Do I want to continue to pursue this career? Mm-hmm. Because I had a degree, I had, mm-hmm. I could have, as we've discussed before, I could have taught high school and made more money than I made my first, what, six years of, seven years of coaching? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would have adjusted. I would have stopped pursuing the dream mm-hmm. and I would have pursued what pays the bills. Okay. And I guess I'm saying like we had the opportunity to get college degrees so mm-hmm. your opportunity my ass well you had the opportunity in the sense I had that the opportunity got into college to work my ass off yeah. and pay my way through college you did you had so a- does everyone else if they if yeah I suppose you suppose they couldn't work it should just be given to them no that's not what I said it's kind of what you're saying <laughs> you're trying to reverse victim shame me I won't tolerate it. I had no handout there. No, I understand that. 
what I'm trying to say to you is, you got me off track from my original mm-hmm, question. Because you knew you were wrong, but go ahead. I'm not wrong. What I'm saying is, it's one thing for us to look at this through the lens of nobody should be working an entry-level position to support a family. However, if you find yourself in that circumstance, mm-hmm. which I think that's the difference. Like, there is a there is an ideal way okay. that we might consider, but then there's also the realistic way. I can embrace that you might find yourself there at some point. Yeah. Are you suggesting that that's the forever point? I'm saying what if just the reality of trying to work your entry-level position, let's say you're working at McDonald's, mm-hmm. makes it to where you don't have the opportunity to pursue further schooling, pursue other opportunities outside of that. I know too many people, because there are many ways within the system to get a hand up. There are many organizations, there are many things in place to help people who are looking for a hand up. Mm -hmm. And so, because I do know people, my own experience of an equals one, Mm -hmm. who found themselves in a low paying job, found a way to grind out night credit hours at a junior college or something, mm-hmm. um, or just realized I can do I can do more. This is kind of the the beauty in states that have an oil and gas industry because this is a job that doesn't take a college degree. Right, that's hard, mm-hmm. and there's some risk involved, and it pays very well, mm-hmm. and it's a means to climb up above hurdles that sat in front of you before. And I I just truly believe from what I've watched, from what I've done myself in my life, that there are ways. And for those who need more help, then perhaps many of the resources that are already available would be far less stressed and available to those people if there weren't so many people claiming to be in that category that just simply hadn't had the right setup in front of them to climb out of it. Okay. As long as you make it comfortable to be in a shitty place, mm. okay. we kind of nestle into the shitty place. I see what you're I've saying. I've lived that too. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're and saying. And I don't mean that to be belittling of anyone's experience right. or callous and hard. It's This is a hard life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's times that are tough. All of that, it, that's a whole other thing. Um, but by, by nature and by definition, entry-level positions are not designed to be where you exist. Right. That's not the design. That's not the ideal. When you look sure. at the number of people that do work a McDonald's-type job, a, a whatever, and that's truly at the capacity of what they can do. Mm-hmm. You're talking about... I can't remember the exact percent. I know it's under 10% of America that falls within this range. Mm -hmm. And if you raise that, if you raise that to $15, all the, uh, that minimum wage to 15 or to 20 next or to 25 or whatever, you're going to incentivize people that were on their way up to slow down and live there and still push, now push people completely out of employment. Mm -hmm. Because another thing that occurs there is Employers can't afford just innumerable people. And if you if you double the minimum wage, 
Well, that doesn't mean their profits doubled. Right. They've either got to raise prices by quite a bit to compensate for it, which makes that pay raise worth nothing mm -hmm. because everything costs more now. Yeah. Or they've got to hire half as many people. Mm -hmm. And so it's, I understand the problem. I'm saying this isn't the right solution. Mm -hmm. um, some economists would look and suggest that the real solution is no minimum wage mm -hmm. because that lets an employer hire as many raw, untrained, no-skill people as possible and ferret through them and find... Because the employer is not just some entity out there that has no feelings and no intelligence. The employer has a desperate need to make money, too. They're strapped. They've, in the case of Musk or Bezos or anybody else out there, they've leveraged every asset they have to borrow more money, to grow, to stay alive, to make payroll. So give them the ability to hire five people instead of one and cycle them through and tell four, hey, this ain't the best job for you. I'm not saying you're worthless. I'm saying this ain't the best job for you. But the one or two, then they're promoted up. They don't spend years at the entry level. They're promoted up into places that this person needs to fill positions for so that they can experience the growth that they both want and desperately need. Because there's always somebody above you yeah. with a thumb on you wanting you to do better. Yeah, yeah. It's idealistic, just as idealistic as any of the other suggestions, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but the more, the more we assert pressure and fool with what would be natural market pressures, mm -hmm. the more weird things get, the, the messier things get when they finally do implode. Yeah. So I don't like that to go on. I don't like to give up freedoms. Purely the government demanding any money. I mean, part of the reason our country was established was over taxes. Yeah, that's um, true. And any time we continue to, to build pressures in that way, I just feel like, man, we're, we're just lining up to give away freedoms here, which feels good when it agrees with our ideology and when it doesn't impact us. But damn, those things can turn over time and you can find yourself in a mess. Hmm. Well, this was a very good and thorough conversation. I don't know that we answered any questions, and by we I mean I. I probably no. just pissed people off, and hopefully nobody will cancel me. I didn't want to be canceled. That was one of my two goals. I don't think you're going to get canceled. This was good uh, perspective from a uh, look at what's really going on in taxation in these upper levels, which I mean, I'm certainly not familiar with. One other one other caveat to throw in. Okay. When you hear about somebody hiding money, yeah. Where do they hide money? Offshore. Offshore. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Uh, because if you hide it here, you're going to get taxed on yeah. it. Yeah. And and putting money offshore, they've made it attractive. They've made it less painful. Yeah. To put it there. Yeah. Um, they're, they want far less of a cut mm -hmm. to have it there. Mm -hmm. And so, not that I'm advocating illegal behaviors in any way. I never would. But you can see how that works. And it's, it's really a backwards perspective. But I think if we wanted, really, if we were committed to and wanted to see better for everyone, we would, you start at the top mm -hmm. and let it trickle down. Um, not to say that there's no regulation. We've we've focused on the wrong regulation mm -hmm. for a long time. Uh, but I, I do think there's a, a way out of it. I don't think it's too late. And I also don't think we'll do it. So there's all that. <laughs> all right. 
Well, we can pick back up with more conversation tomorrow. You hated it? No. I wish I wouldn't post this episode now. That's not true. You canceled me for dinner? No, I would never do that, literally. Just after after dinner. Yes, after dinner you're canceled. Well, thanks for listening to us ramble, everyone. (laughs) Um, I look forward to further commentary, and we'll revisit this if it's needed, or you guys can just ask that I no longer be part of this show. (laughs) Okay, now. In the meantime, have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. Don't quit, and don't get fired. Words to live by. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.